Hi, welcome to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer, and this is the last episode for 2020. And I find myself in a little bittersweet moment. I started this year, you know, just hoping to share, and I and scared to death actually to do it, not knowing if I'd have any, have anybody listen, not knowing if anybody would resonate with any of the things I said and dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome. And I just been sitting here thinking about what to share with you for the last episode of, of 2020, the last episode of this first season. I, I really plan to talk about something that happened on my road trip with my son. I think it kind of ties into some overall meanings and messages on Sunday, I got back from uh, a 2,500-mile road trip with, with my son. Now, my son is 12, so I was the only one doing the driving. It's a long haul. It, it was eight days, of which seven I drove. The only day I didn't drive some measure of time was Christmas. And we set out from Dallas, Texas, and we drove out kind of through the panhandle of Texas into Colorado and into Arizona. The goal, the whole reason that I did this trip is because my son has had an amazing year. He's done very well with all of the changes that COVID has brought to the world, to his world. And I wanted to do something with him to celebrate the end of the year, to celebrate our time together, to you know, continue a tradition that we've had which has been to have adventures on the holidays that he's with me. I don't want him to ever get so bogged down by the gifts, you know, the things of Christmas. Um, So I I try to have a mix of, yes, he still gets some presents, but that's not the focus really of our time together. So I wanted to take him on this adventure. And (laughs) of all the places he wanted to go, he wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. So even in the midst of COVID, I, I figured that was doable. So we drove, um, I, I took plenty of disinfectant wipes into the hotel rooms with me, and we pretty much just traveled in our own little bubble. Um, I have a mini, so we drove around in the mini, seeing the world through the windows. It was fantastic. It really, really was, because I spent a lot of time with him. We spent 24 hours a day together for, for eight days, but... It's valuable, cherished time for me in the aspect of he's growing up and one day he's going to move out and Lord help him, he better move out. (laughs) That's my whole goal is to raise him up to be a contributing, kind member of society who's happy and fulfilling his his dreams in the world. Out of my house. He can come back and visit, but (laughs) anyway, it was a fantastic trip and it was wonderful time together. I was... Looking forward to it, there was an element of, of dread. I mean, in the sense of, I, I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew I was getting into my, myself into long days of driving. There was one day that it was basically nine and a half hours of driving. And in my youth, I did that no problem. <laughs> in, my, in, my, uh, in my 40s, there were, there were challenges. I got to the hotel that night and just wanted to to sleep and I just wanted to stay there forever. I didn't want to get back in the car, but we did. The trip was, like I said, Texas, from Dallas, North Texas to Colorado, 
to to the Grand Canyon, and that was really the goal. That was the the gem. Uh, that was the the pinnacle of the trip. That we did some things along the way, and on the way the way there, and on the way back, that were just kind of side items, and they were fun. Uh, but the whole, like the main point, was going to the Grand Canyon. We leave from Durango, Colorado, and we set out on one of the longer drives, but also probably one of the easier drives because it was coming out of the mountains and into the desert. Um, we had planned to stop at the Four Corners location, but it was closed because the Navajo Nation is pretty much shut down right now, and understandably so. But we soldiered on, and we'd stopped and, you know, done our gas, get, you know, gas, get snacks, go to the bathroom kind of trip, you know, moment, and got, we're back in the car. We're about halfway through the, the day. Um, I had plans to arrive much earlier than we ended up arriving um, because in the midst of all of this driving, you know, what I felt like was a million miles away from home, I'm turning onto a road and a woman, boom, smack, hits me. We were all right, okay? N- nothing, nobody was hurt. Um, the vehicles for the damage they sustained for what could have been uh, really, really bad. She could have, she, she uh, could have T-boned me and that would have been really, really bad because she's in a much bigger car. You know, in the midst of that, I'm stressing out for a number of reasons. I'm already pulled very tight financially this year. It's the holiday season. I'm already, you know, looking at what I've spent, what this trip is costing me. Now um, I'm adding to it this, this, this incident with the car. On top of it, just in October, just at the beginning of October, I'd been parked in a parking spot and a woman hit me in a parking lot. So I'm really, I'm really convinced that my car is cursed. But <laughs> anyway, this was not at all what I wanted for this trip. It was not at all what I would have wanted on any day. Now, I'm telling you about this because I want you to understand that bad things happen. Even in the midst of really great things, bad things happen. And we have a choice. And as positive as I try to be and as upbeat as I try to be, I'm realistic enough to know that bad things happen. It's okay to feel sad or angry or mad about these things. Here I am. I mean, we've now been sit on the side of the road an hour. It was an hour before the cops were there and everything was cleared through and taken care of. And and we were back on our way. My bumper was held on by, and I'm not even kidding about this. My bumper was held on by Twine found on the side of the road. <laughs> uh, we're off down the road and, and my, my bumper is, is, is again, held on by, by thread, what it feels like. And I'm trying to imagine how I'm not only going to pay for all of this in the long run, but how I'm going to get home. And if that's even possible. <laughs> and I am just... I'm crying. I can't, I cannot help but cry because I feel sad and angry and beat up and bewildered and just kicked. Ooh, talking about it, it's got those feelings coming up again. You know what? I was driving feeling sorry for myself because I feel like in this year, every time I've gotten any kind of um, bit ahead in something, I've just had, I've just had the rug pulled out from under me. And that's kind of been the theme of this year. 
for a lot of people. And I, I know, I know that I'm very, very lucky compared to um, others that are dealing with way worse in their lives. But in this moment, I'm in this car, my son is next to me, and, and I'm very aware of how on display my feelings are, my reactions to things. He's watching me, and he's looking to me to see what mom is going to do with this, because I talk to him all the time about not letting things take over, not letting incidences or things that are beyond our control or things that upset us take over the rest of our day, the rest of our week, right? To not let them pull us in down into a spiral, right? And I talk all the time about those things with him and I know that he's watching me. I started to feel this pressure to, you know, chin up buttercup and to put my big girl pants on and just act like it didn't bother me. And I, I found myself trying to, I mean, literally I felt myself stiffening up and wiping away the tears very defiantly, like this is not going to happen and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, just, I am, I'm gonna chin up Buttercup and I'm going to suck it up, move on down the road and just pretend like this didn't happen. And the more I fought it, the more it kept resisting, the more it kept fighting me. Um, kicking and screaming, insisting on being felt. Which was a challenge in and of itself because I'm trying to drive a car, right? <laughs> Down a highway in Arizona. You know, finally we we get we get to our destination. We get to the hotel near the Grand Canyon and we check in and we move in our luggage and I'm, you know, looking at the twine holding my bumper on and I get into this into this hotel room and I sit down and I just can't fight it anymore. And I just start crying. <laughs> I'm gonna start Ooh, I'm gonna start crying now. I just start crying. I just embrace how I felt in that moment. I just embraced the fact that I felt kicked. I felt discouraged. I felt lost. I felt helpless. I just marinated in it for a minute. You know, all of a sudden, all the while, my, my son is so cute. He's just sitting there on the other bed. And he's telling me, it's going to be okay, mommy. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I had my cry. I, I sat there and I just, I just told him, I said, I know it's going to be okay. I know it is. I'm just upset. And my feelings are very big right now. And I can't ignore them anymore. I just need a minute to let them wash over me. To let them flow through me. And then it'll be okay. And it was. It took me another minute. But I got my tears out. I, I cried. And then I cleaned myself up. And I hugged him and I thanked him for his, not only his patience in that day. I thanked him for allowing me the space to feel my feelings. I, I talked with him. I just said, you know, this isn't at all what I wanted for this trip. You know, that's okay. Things happen that we aren't that we weren't planning on happening. Things happened that we weren't planning for and we need to learn and we need to be okay with rolling with whatever it is. It was a good moment because I got to talk with him about how the fact that, yes, this adds an interesting challenge, but I am gonna take a moment and I actually had an additional learning moment with him because I had to be humble um, I, and just posted that I needed a miracle. And from that, actually, I had some friends reach out to me that wanted to help. 
And that's a hard thing for me, accepting help. But it forced me to be humble and accept the help. Let my friends take care of me. Because uh, I'm usually the one taking care of my friends. I had to let a couple friends take care of me. And I, and I had to remind myself that it's good. It's healthy for me to allow that to happen. But we talked about as well the fact that, you know, I'm going to make a plan in the sense that we're we're not going to know what's the deal with the car until we get back to Texas. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm not going to let this keep us from having a fantastic rest of the time together. Let's figure out what we're going to go do for dinner. I'm going to get ready and, and we're going to just roll with it. The car seems to be drivable and there's nothing I can do until we get back. So let's just go about our plans and let's just go with what's next. We went to dinner that night. I did clean up. I, <laughs> I Well, I think I might have been able to get away with it. I hadn't put makeup on in so many days. I did clean up a little bit. And we went out to dinner. And we had a good dinner. And I didn't, I didn't stop to worry about exactly what it was going to cost or what any of the rest of the trip was going to cost. And I didn't, I didn't for a moment let it bother me. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it was on the driver's side where she hit me. So I had to see it every time I was in and out of the car, but I, I didn't let it bother me. I embraced those feelings that night in that hotel room. I made a list of what needed to be accomplished when I got home. If there were things that I could take care of beforehand, like filling out the accident report, getting things started with my insurance company, um, that kind of stuff. And then I, I turned all of my attention to my trip, fulfilling the rest of the trip because the rest of the trip is the whole reason that we come on the trip. So, you know, so yes, there were times that I would look at it and be like, oh, it really bothers me. I, it looks really janky. It really did. But I'm glad because I was able to show my son that feelings are important and how I felt in that moment. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be overwhelmed. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be to, to be disappointed. It's okay. All of our feelings are valid. And it totally made sense that in that moment, I had big feelings about what was happening. I showed him, one, vulnerability. I showed him that I am human. Um, I am not perfect. I don't have all of my crap together all the time. I showed him that the things that I have been telling him are are true in my, how I live out my life. That I'm not living out a life of do as I say, not as I do. And to be honest with you, allowing myself to sit there and cry for for that moment in time, for those few minutes, actually probably like 10 or 15, was so good because I got it out. I cried. I cried it out. I felt sorry for myself for about 10 to 15 minutes. I just lamented the fact that my cute, adorable little car looked like crap on the back end of it, and, and that's okay. I felt bad for myself for what I will have to do in order to make my deductible, in order to pay to have my car fixed. But it came to peace with it. I got to terms with it because I allowed myself to feel my feelings. Now, I felt them. They ran through their course. It was great because I wasn't fighting them. They weren't trying to kick and scream and get attention. 
But I also then got to a stopping point where I no longer wallowed in it, right? I got up, I got dressed, and we went to dinner. The next day, we got up and we got dressed and we went and drove looking for cacti, the really big, cool cacti. And then the next day, we got up, we got dressed, and we went to the Grand Canyon. And we had a fantastic time, and it it didn't stop us from having a great time. And then we headed back on the trip back, and we went to some new cities, and I, I called an audible, and we went in a different direction than we had originally planned, but it was fantastic. And then we had Christmas Day, our little hotel room, and we just enjoyed being together. Then the next day, we got up, and we drove home, and then the next day, I took care of the car. And it's getting fixed and it'll be fine and I'll figure everything out. But because I didn't fight it and also because I didn't wallow in it, I was able to feel my feelings, give them validity in an appropriate way, an amount of time, right? And then I moved on and I didn't let something, this, this unplanned situation, I didn't let that unplanned situation derail the rest of my trip because I would have really really been upset if I'd gotten home at the end of this trip and realized that I had let it you know ruin my trip and I wasn't about to do that I think what I want to share with you is that it's okay to feel your feelings absolutely please I struggle with holding them in or shoving them down and trying to ignore them and that is not healthy So I hope if you're out there and you're trying to hold it in and and not show tears and not cry or not be sad because you, like me, feel like that's either a sign of weakness or a place of vulnerability that someone could take advantage of you on, I want you to know that that's not true. That that's a, a misconception. You have every right to your feelings, even if they're feelings of sadness. But I also want to challenge you to not be so beholden to them that you can't move past them, that you can't move on and put the proper amount of time for feelings, right? To feel it. It was a car accident. I was alive. My son was alive. Nobody was hurt. It didn't require a large amount of my attention and my focus, right? So I gave it an appropriate amount of time of focus and attention and I moved on and I got on to the bigger and better things that this trip was really about that you know, was able to, to not get stuck in a quagmire of feelings. If you're holding back on feelings, please know that your feelings are valid and the struggle to keep them bottled up, one is exhausting and two is, is actually physically bad for you, mentally, physically, emotionally. You get emotionally stunted people from that and you don't have good relationships if you're not able to fully feel all of your feelings. But also don't be so bogged down by them that you can't move on. So this year has been interesting, right? 2020 has been interesting. When I started this podcast, I had no idea that COVID was going to be um, a thing and that our lives were going to look different and that we'd be wearing masks and using sanitizing wipes and hand sanitizer and all kinds of things all over the place, that life was going to look different. But I haven't let it stop me. I feel the feelings, the sadness, I've tried to embrace them, but I haven't let it stop me because this is going to pass. We need to move on from it in the sense of the emotional, it does not need to let us get bogged down into a quagmire. So my challenge for you is this last day, 2020, not to be bogged down, 
not to be so overridden, but also not to deny the feelings you've had. On this last day, embrace how this year has felt for you. Embrace how things are feeling for you, but be free to move on from them so that you can go and have a great 2021. As always, thanks for listening. I hope that this year has brought you joy in some sense, and I hope that in the next year, you find bigger and better things. I can't wait to start next season with you. I'll talk to you soon.